Oh, it's Guys Night Out at the Chick Foley Show. Testosterone is flowing here. Welcome to a brand new episode, folks. We are at the uh, about two weeks away from Christmas. We're almost at the TLC pay-per-view. We're almost at uh, baby number two for the Phelps family. This is uh, Phil Gentile, the Hot Take Kid, coming to you live from the jimmy seafood studios and i have a uh, a guest co-host tonight i have uh the heel husband seth phelps on the line what's going on seth hey how's it going guys yeah so our little guy wasn't really cooperating with bedtime tonight and he's all about mom right now so so sheena got kind of ko'd right before the match started and all of a sudden my music <laughs> hit so here i am as the uh, the mystery opponent jumping in with phil and marco this oh. week very nice, man. We're happy to have you. Me and you did a, uh, a Patreon episode some months back do, or ranking our favorite wrestling video games, but we've never had you on the actual show. So welcome, man. This is your this is your debut episode. Yeah, I feel like I've you know I've, I've had a, a little run on the indies, and now I'm coming up to the the main roster. I'm here in the big time, so hopefully the show doesn't uh, get canceled after this week. Yeah, I hope not. The man and uh, over to the man who will never be future endeavored, Mr. Marco Denton. What's going on, Marco? Uh, nothing much. Just uh, you know just. Living in the uh, controversy that is the New England Patriots. Uh, we don't talk football a lot, but there's been a lot of going on around here. I'm not sure if you guys watch ESPN or anything like that, but uh, but um, yeah. So uh, I always tell my friends, I go, uh, if you if you watch sports and you don't think there's any parallels to wrestling, because I hate that I watch wrestling and everything, I say it's predetermined. They say it's predetermined. I go, sports are predetermined. There's always a gimmick going on. There's always something crazy. There's always a bad guy and a good guy. So this whole thing that's going on is pretty much a uh, a wrestling storyline. I like to say, and they get mad at me for that, but whatever. Uh, but other than that, just chilling out over here, coming off of a little cold. I know you said you had one too, Phil. Right? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Woke yeah. up with a sore throat. This is the, this is a season for uh, for all that kind of stuff. So hopefully everybody out there listening is feeling good. Yeah. Um, we are close to uh, TLC, which happens in uh, two weeks or oh, a week from Sunday, I guess. We have a couple matches to run down on that. We'll get to, and we want to touch on some things from Raw and SmackDown. Uh, first, want to give a shout out to everybody listening. Make sure you follow us on uh, social media. It's at Chick Foley Show on uh, Twitter. You can follow Sheena on Instagram at Chick Foley, and you can hit us up with any questions, concerns via email. Ask Chick Foley at gmail.com. Uh, we want to give a shout out to uh, the Wrestling Legends Alphabet book that um, we we promoted on last week's episode. They sent me a cop. Well, they sent me three copies. I'm going to send one uh, to the Phelps fam. I'm going to send one over to Marco and his his brood out there. But uh, make sure you follow them on Instagram. It's Alphabet Legends, and basically they have a book for every single sport you can think of um golf legends wrestling legends uh they obviously they sent us the wrestling legends book and it's like you know a is for kurt angle c is for john cena and it has like a little you know two paragraphs about each wrestler i read it to my kid the other night and it's uh it's awesome the pictures are great so check them out on instagram it's alphabet legends and uh like i said i'll be sending you guys those books very soon i hope you and you and the kids enjoy those and um, be sure to follow us on uh, Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. Uh, you can start uh, supporting the show there if you like what we do here. Uh, there's some extra content on there, bonus episodes. Sheena does some unboxing videos. Uh, you can get your uh, our show notes emailed to you every single week. And uh, the biggest thing is that added to our Facebook group where we uh, buy and sell and trade figures. I know uh, Seth and, and Sheena have been clearing out some of the shelves over the last couple months to make room for stuff. Uh, after moving back here to the mainland 
And we had one of our uh, our Patreon subscribers today. He was clearing out a, a entire collection of elites, 190 uh, different elites that he posted to our, our Facebook page first before posting to other spots. So uh, definitely a lot of cool yeah, people. He had some uh, he had some good stuff on there. I'm trying to get that Ted DiBiase wrestling buddy from him. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I was. Uh, I I don't want to go down that road because once I buy one of those things, I know it's going to be like downhill. But uh, those things look in, in pretty good condition, so I don't blame you. Um, so it's patreon.com slash Chick Foley show. Uh, definitely check it out and, um, still not too late to get stuff to us for the toy drive, but it's getting close. I think you have about a week or so. So, uh, get those into us if you can. The, uh, address I will give out a little bit later in the show. I'll be posted onto our social media sites and everything, but let's go inside the squared circle guys. This is brought to us in part, uh, by our friends at Chalkline who are doing a, uh, a special now for us. Use code chick for 15% off of your order there. And um, let's run down what happened on SmackDown before we get into Raw. Uh, overall thoughts, Seth, on uh, SmackDown. What did you think? Um, it was all right. I definitely had flashbacks to the 1997 storyline between Ken Shamrock and the British Bulldog when I saw Corbin uh, pouring the dog food on Roman. I don't know if you guys remember that when the, the Bulldog poured uh, dog food on Ken Shamrock and he just snapped. So, you know, it just goes to show you that <laughs> pretty much everything in pro wrestling is recycled. Um, other than that, it's just, oh, you know, big picture, I just haven't really been digging Friday Night Smackdown so far. It's not that it's been a bad show, but I just cannot get my mind fixed to watch wrestling on Friday nights. I don't know what it is. I feel like I always forget about it until about, you know, five minutes after it started every week. So how's Friday Night Smackdown working out for you guys so far since the since the switch back in October? Yeah, I haven't been keeping up with it too much. I mean, it, it, it just makes it hard to kind of, if you miss it Friday night, if I'm out doing something, you know, over the weekend, we're out, do, especially this time of year, you're out doing things with the family. You don't want to sit down and watch two hours of wrestling. So it's, you know, I don't, it doesn't sound like I've been missing much. I, I kind of watched some of the highlights. Uh, there was also another dog food um, segment, uh, you know, a couple years after that between the boss man and Al, I think it was Al Snow, maybe. So the WWE loves their dog food segments. Well, that one, that was the, uh, that was the literal dog food. Oh, that that's right. You, uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Pepper. That's and right. Fed it to, uh, Al Snow and said, you want some pepper steak? Remember that led to, that led to the infamous uh, kennel from hell match where they had the dogs oh, outside the ring. Yeah, that, we got to watch that, that match one time for Patreon because that thing was a hot pile of farts. Um, <laughs> uh, Bray Wyatt wanting to start a new family. Um, Somebody somebody suggested that Daniel Bryan is going to kind of they're kind of re redo speaking of redoing storylines um, the Daniel Bryan you know getting sucked under the ring and then not showing up on SmackDown this week a lot of people think that he's going to kind of turn and become part of Bray's family I don't know if I would support that I think it would I think it would be cool uh, but it's something they've already done before I don't know I don't know if I really think it's going to move the needle too much. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I could speak on that. They kind of, uh, if you if you watch the uh, segment uh, that he had with the Miz uh, during the um, when Miz was out of the ring, uh, while Bray was talking, and he's he's basically like, um, I had a family once. He took this, you took this family from me. They they do it was like those flashback things. So they like when they did like a quick flash, they actually showed the Wyatt family with Daniel Bryan, like when he was a part of the oh, Wyatt sure. family. Nice. Like that was a little clip that they showed. So I'm not sure. if I mean, obviously Luke Harper is gone. We'll talk talk about that later. But I'm not sure if they're going to have like Eric Rowan come back into the into the fray. Um, but yeah, it's it, it seems like. But I mean, the other thing he wants is he wants the business family. It seems like too. <laughs> that's the other that's the other family he wants. And um, if you guys see the uh, segment where uh, he he attacks uh, the Miz as the Miz is walking in the back, he sees a a room 
in um in red light. He goes in there. He sees a pitcher, uh, his family pitcher, but instead of him holding his new child, it's Bray Wyatt photoshopped and holding <laughs> his child. And then um, <laughs> Bray Wyatt um, actually gives him the sister Abigail dress. He's he's as Bray Wyatt, not as the fiend. Um, which there's a lot of everyone's trying to figure out if he's going to be the fiend at TLC. Or, I think he's coming out as Bray Wyatt. Um, that's how they're promoting it. Is Bray Wyatt versus the Miz, and not promoting it as the Fiend versus the Miz. So I'm kind of interested to see how they're going with that. Yeah. Did you guys see that it's uh, it's not a championship match either? It's actually going to be non-title. Really? Yeah, it's it's not a championship match. I noticed none of the graphics had said anything about Universal Championship, and then I actually looked on WWE.com, and yeah, it is not a championship match. So huh. I thought it was interesting that they you know, he is actually going to be wrestling as Bray now because I think it definitely gives them an out, gives them a way to potentially you know have Bray drop the belt without totally killing the Fiend. So I'll be I'll definitely be interested to see how this new Bray looks in the ring. Yeah, this is probably the first time we've ever seen him get involved, you know, physically with anybody as you know, just the the Mister Rogers character. So I I like it. I would I was hoping this would be a title match. He could come out with that blue, you know, Universal title and uh, you know just kind of just have it like both ways. Like you said, it's just a great out for the character. You can protect the fiend a little bit. You can get keep the fiend off of the pay per views and make him more of an attraction. So I think. A win-win. I'm 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 surprised it's not a title match. I don't know if we'll have any world title matches if Brock isn't defending on this on this event. So we'll see. We still have another week for that. Um, if there's ever a glowing red light, I don't know if you want to go into the uh, room. Uh, it doesn't really make too much sense, but uh, that that is very true. If you watch every horror horror movie ever, you never go into a room where there's like some type of <laughs> hue going on when you open the door. Yeah, you just want to stay yeah. out of that. <laughs> Um, anything else from SmackDown? It looks like um, the uh, what what is cool is the uh, the female ref ref Jess from uh, from NXT is now back up on to uh, in prime time. She's on SmackDown now, so I think she's the first full time female referee the WWE's had on one of their you know nationally televised shows. So pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's yeah, it's history being. I think they have that on their uh, website. They did like an article on it, but yeah, she's the First ever full-time uh, woman referee, which is pretty awesome. Um, I know, like people are gonna be like, "Oh, AEW's they've already been doing it," blah, blah, blah. but I mean, it's <laughs> it's whatever. It's 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 just another like feather in the hat for for women. It's not like it's like this person did it first or this company did it first. It's, yeah, yeah, it should sure. be just we should just be thankful that it's actually happening in the in the WWE right now, which I think they're long overdue for that. Um, having a and she's not gonna. I I'm not sure if she's just gonna ref like women's matches or men's matches as well. I think they. I, I'm totally having a blank on SmackDown line if she even refereed a men's match at all. But if she did, awesome. If she didn't, she needs to be. Um, yeah, yeah, of but, course. But, yeah. Uh, how, Seth, how many times have we seen the New Day versus the Revival this year? I feel like it's been <sighs> like six, seven times. Um, I feel like I've seen it on an endless loop since going back to you know late 2017. Um, you know, when the revival got called up, that was the first thing that the first night was. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Was wrestle the new day. I was actually in the house in Orlando for Raw for that, and it just seems like they've kind of been in the same orbit ever since then. It's always good matches, um, so you can't complain on that front. But yeah, you're right. They all just kind of run together. It's it's hard to get excited for another revival and uh and new day match if there is one thing that could come out of this i'm hoping if the revival wins we get some 
uh, redesigned tag belts look a little bit more old school, you know, maybe something closer to what the WWE had in the late 80s and early 90s. If you look, really, every other belt has had a redesign here in the last few years except for the uh, the tag belts and the U.S. title. That's the only ones we're waiting on to get kind of a little bit of a refresh. That would be cool. Yeah, and that would – I mean, I'm surprised they haven't done that yet with them because that suits their character so well. Um, have you guys been listening to the New Day podcast at all? I know we talked about it last week a little bit. Yeah, I listened to the first one. I, it was really, really good. You know, yeah. um, I can't remember one of the other podcasts talking about uh, that. You know, those three guys are like the three best guys to have a podcast to WWE, and it and it's true. It was uh, it was really, really good. Um, I got a kick out of it, and yeah, I I, I look forward to seeing where they go um, in the future. And and I hope it's I hope it's not super pro wrestling centric. You know, obviously I want it to be grounded in pro wrestling, but I you know I think all three of those guys got a lot of good takes. On really all, all kinds of stuff going on in the world, not just wrestling. Yeah, and I want to hear more about their backgrounds and not only wrestling, but just growing up and you know, just kind of kind of personal stories and stuff. I mean, it's cool to hear about you know wrestlers talk wrestling, but how many we have tons of podcasts that that do that. So yeah, I like them kind of doing more of a pop culture type of thing. Uh, let's move over to Raw from last night. Um, Let's get into the biggest news. Uh, we finally reveal that Seth has gone full heel here, and um, I was going to play it at the beginning of the show when he when he kind of gets out. If you haven't seen it yet, he's uh, he's uh, he him he's aligned himself with the AOP, and he's now you know fully heel, turning on uh, or beating the hell out of Kevin Owens. The crowd has no reaction to it. It sounds like, and the announcers don't do anything to kind of hype it up and like act shocked. I mean. Do you guys feel like this was done well? Because I, I going back to what we talked about on SmackDown with the Wyatt family thing, I love this for AOP. I think with with the rosters and with so many shows and so many people that don't get any airtime, I think you need to do this with some of these guys is make some stables and, and give them some extra storylines and kind of ancillary characters here. So I think it's great for them. I think it's great for Seth, but I don't know how it came off you know live on TV for people. I think it would have been a lot more impactful if they would have done all of this the night after Survivor Series. You know, they did the, they milked it out for three weeks and did the classic WWE storyline where the guy denies, denies, denies that you know he's he's working with these guys and then turns around, you know, shocker, he's teamed up with AOP. I think that you know everybody could pretty much tell from that initial promo after uh, Survivor Series that there's something that was going on between Seth and AOP, and I think they just should have closed the loop on it that night. But it's definitely a good direction for Seth. Um, I think his promo nailed it. It was a ton of truth in his promo. You know, it definitely came across as that he was speaking from the heart because a lot of stuff he was saying is true. You know, I think it uh, when he said the fans had a self-fulfilling prophecy, uh, I think it's been the case for whatever reason. WWE fans over the past going back damn near 15 years now, they just blew the top babyface. If you're if you're going to be the top babyface in WWE, you're going to get booed and they're going to turn you heel. You know, they tried to do it to Cena. And they tried to do it with Roman. And for whatever reason, um, WWE just never wanted to pull the trigger on either one of those guys doing this. But they're finally letting Seth do it. So I'm interested to see where this goes. Because um, for so long, the top baby faces just kind of had to sit there and just deal with it when half the crowd is, is turning against them just for for whatever reason. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like you said, I think it was stretched out a little bit too far. But I am glad they're doing it. And I think it's, it just opens up the possibilities here. And the best, the best heels or the best villains in movies are the people that don't know their heels or don't think what they're doing is heels. Because, yeah, you're right. Everything he said, Marco, in those promos, <clears throat> he was spot on. I mean, he was you know calling the fans out for all their BS and uh, just kind of being fickle, as uh, Daniel Bryan would say. <laughs> and uh, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to go over well. I'm excited to see where they go with this. Yeah, I like how they um, 
everyone's calling them the architects of pain. That's like the oh, name. So I hope good. they don't. I, I mean, it's good, but I hope they don't use that because that's they. If, I hope they just don't have a name. It's just they're associated with Seth Rollins, and it's not like a faction because then everyone's gonna like compare it to the Shield and all that stuff. And I don't want any of that stuff happening with that. But um, yeah. Um, uh, would you listen to like a lot of like podcasts and they like wrestling podcasts and they talk about like um, like heel turns and stuff like that? You guys are right; they should have pulled the trigger like a lot faster. Um, I think there's a lot of. I mean, you look at like the subtleties, like um, him like obviously denying, denying that you know I have nothing to do with AOP. I have nothing to do, to do with AOP, but physically he did change. I'm not sure if anyone noticed. Um, the last two times he came out, he his hair was slicked back in a ponytail. When's the last time you seen him like kind of like clean cut like that? True. Yeah, that makes anyone, sense. Yeah, that's just like they, they talk about like little subtleties and nuances and things like that. Just like you can see that the transition was happening physically as opposed to like what was happening like on screen with him. Like he was his whole demeanor was changing. He was like like getting out of the like, oh, I'm not going to stand in the ring with you. I'm going to get out of the ring and walk away. Kind of like heelish type of things. So I think maybe the crowd didn't react because they kind of almost knew. That was going to happen. Not in the sense where it's like he was going to align themselves, but he's going to like probably just like beat the crap out of KO with AOP, but not really be with them. Um, but I think, the, yeah, you guys are right. They should have pulled the trigger a lot faster with that. Um, or maybe drag it out a little bit longer, wait till after TLC. And, um, and, and then, you know, did something on Monday Night Raw or at TLC, have, have that be the main event and have Seth turn on him in that sense. Because uh, I think the Ruben match was supposed to be. KO and Seth Rollins against AOP, and I think they probably just scrapped it. For some yeah, I reason. think Seth has a uh, Seth has a broken finger, so I don't think he's going to be in action for a couple weeks. I guess he broke his pinky pretty bad. Yeah, I saw his hand was taped up during that segment. So, so I had one really burning question coming out of this whole thing, though, that I still cannot wrap my mind around. I'm hoping maybe you guys can help me out. Yeah. Um, what in the blue hell would be the purpose of having a swivel chair like that in the back of a van? Uh yeah, good point. Unless there was like a Gatling gun on the back, and you're like robbing a bank or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah I, guess like is, heat. I guess it is the ultimate bad guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, just, I was like, why? That is a very awkward seat to have in a van. <laughs> yeah. It's well, like the Doctor Evil. Why did they like, do it? Why did they, they just have a limo? Like, why did they have a blacked out van? It was kind of weird. Um, yeah, it was kind of. You know, it's wrestling. It's probably yeah. probably cheaper to destroy that or something. Um, what what do you think about the Liv Morgan makeover th- vignettes? What what are they going to do with that? I'm hoping some sort of like uh, corporate like kind of make her buttoned up and like trying to make her you know look more presentable like you know and then it like backfiring or something. But um, it's been a couple of years, but I just as soon as I saw that, the first thing I thought was about the whole Emelina debacle. You, you guys remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We saw those for like twelve weeks, and then <laughs> she came out one time, and I think she said something to the effect of, "You know, Emelina is no more. Emma's coming back." And yeah, I, I don't know. So I Awful. I don't have high hopes, but I am a fan of Liv Morgan. I think she. Uh, I didn't get a lot of press, but if you look from her time in NXT till the time she got caught up and you know before she took this recent like sabbatical or whatever, she had shown a lot of improvement in the ring. She was actually quietly had a, you know made a ton of progress on her skills and stuff. So um, I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I you know I love to see anybody having something interesting going on, uh, but I am not super optimistic about this one. Yeah, I mean, I think if you have it like every week, she's like meeting with someone who's trying to like teach her manners and like getting her to like change her hair, and then like you know, I, don't know, I think there's a way you could do it. Marco, do you? 
I, I agree with Seth. I think she she definitely has like shown potential. I think her character before was just kind of too. I don't know. It was just didn't really stand out to me. So maybe this is something they need to do. I don't. I don't really know. Yeah, I think the character she had um, was fitted for like the Riot Squad. Yeah, yeah. So maybe as like a solo act, it's not. The, the greatest gimmick to have so maybe they are doing that but i mean that kind of like kills all the rumors that she was gonna like be aligned with bray wyatt at some point i'm not sure if you guys read all that like stuff where people thought she was just gonna like disappear and come back as like a like a sister abigail or some type of like um character because he kind of like teased a new character like a few weeks back but they never jumped on it for some reason they just like thought he just stopped talking about the new character or i don't i'm not sure what they were doing with that but um, but yeah, I think, uh, whatever they do, hopefully it's successful. Uh, maybe cool if they do like a kind of like a, uh, go way, way back in the way back machine and, uh, pull like kind of like a right to censor type of uh, yeah. character, like an ivory type of, <laughs> like she comes out and just like writes the wrongs of all the, uh, the women out there and all that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty cool, but we'll see. We'll see what, she, what they're going to do with her. Uh, also from raw, we saw, um, a f- pretty funny segment with uh, the guys from the Street Profits, which was uh, I don't know if uh, some of the stuff they do is kind of cringeworthy to me, but this was this was hilarious. I love that. I hope I'm hoping they do it every single week. Did you guys catch it? Oh yeah, that was uh, uh, that was cool. You know, it it put me in mind of uh, back there in the early '90s. Remember when me and Gene would come on with like the Royal Rumble report, yeah, and like the SummerSlam report yeah. where he'd run down all the matches to set up for the pay per view. Like if they were just did something like that, but you know. Uh, managed to weave in all their comedy and stuff. I, I, I could be down for that. Um, I think me and Sheena have both been on record. We're both, you know, huge fans of Montez Ford. I think I think if the dude uh, gets a little bit more serious and stuff and changes up the persona a little bit once him and Angelo Dawkins go their separate ways, I, I, I legit think he could be a future world champ. But in the meantime, um, yeah, I think this could be really good, and I, I wouldn't mind seeing it incorporated, if not weekend, if not every single week, you know, may, maybe every other week. And uh, finally, I guess we can start. We'll, we'll go over this uh, King's divorce court uh, thing. I, I, did, I did not see this, but uh, oh, t- tell me if tell me if it's, it's worth going back and watching. Uh, no, not really. Yeah, I'm just I'm not a I'm not a Bobby Lashley fan. I don't know for whatever reason he just I, from the moment he came back, nothing he has done has interested me. I think he had one good match with Roman on pay per view that was pretty cool, but yeah. I've never been a Lashley fan. Um, Rusev is just, you know, I was there in the building when he came out on the tank, and I think that was the peak for him. He hasn't been the same since then either. I'm a big fan of Rusev and Lana, but this storyline is just, you know, it's cringeworthy. It's the kind of thing that, um, you know, if I had people that weren't wrestling fans at the house, I have no problem showing, you know, watching wrestling with people who aren't wrestling fans if they're at the over here for whatever reason. But I would probably change the channel if, if something related to this storyline came on the TV with non-wrestling fans around. I always love talking about that, like the the thing from every every week's episode that you would just like be embarrassed to show like your friends that don't watch wrestling. This is probably it. Uh, I mean, they they love this storyline. They're you know they have their their YouTube uh, is all over it. They got a ton of clicks on it. So I guess yeah, it's, it's getting uh, it's yeah, it's definitely getting numbers. I've I've seen that. You know, then I think uh, I think it was maybe like two weeks straight that I, I read somewhere that it was the highest rated segment on Raw when it came on. So. 
somebody is watching this stuff, which, you know, I feel like it's just going to reinforce to to Vince or whoever's calling the shots backstage now to, to give us more of this kind of stuff. But it's definitely not my cup of tea. And I, you know, I, I do like, I like the absurd stuff. I, li- I like funny storylines, but this is just, it's just cringe. Yeah. Hopefully uh, it ends up stopping at, at uh, TLC so we can run down the card. I thought, I thought those two were in a match. Didn't they, didn't they announce a match for those two? Uh, Mark? Yeah, I think they're in a, I thought they were in a tables match. Yeah. yeah they're, they're in a tables match. I don't think I added on there, but yeah, they, yeah, maybe I was just so distraught that I didn't even want to like. I don't even want to acknowledge that. <laughs> Hope it's only on a pre-show or something. Yeah, <laughs> the show that doesn't matter is the pre-show. Uh, yeah, hopefully that happens. But yeah, that's definitely a match. So we got uh, Roman Reigns versus King Corbin for a TLC match. Uh, New Day versus Revival for the ta- SmackDown Tag Titles. Bray versus Miz in a singles match. Alistair Black and Mur- and Buddy Murphy for in a ladder match, which should be awesome. And uh, Charlotte and Becky, I guess, this, is that for the tag team titles against the Kabuki Warriors? I think it yes, is. Yes, and it's yeah. a TLC match. Oh, yeah. That's a TLC match, too. Okay, cool. Uh, I think we still need a uh, we still need a chairs match, so I don't know what that'll be. And I don't know if we'll have a stairs match. Remember they had a stairs match one year? <laughs> yep, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rusev was in that, too. Uh, yes. No, it was, uh, it was, I want to say it was Eric Rowan and The Big Show. Oh, God. Uh, no, it was, I forget who it was. Let me look at it. I remember that was 2014 is when it was t- tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. You, actually, I think you're right because I was actually going to pick that as the retro, <laughs> the 2014. Those are the two choices I had was 2014 and 2017. But, yeah, I think you're right about that. Seth, you missed a good uh, Bobby Lashley. Not that I love Bobby Lashley, but that match with him and uh, Braun Strowman, I think that was Extreme Rules where they were just fighting all over the arena. That was pretty good. Yeah, too. that, was, that was actually a really good match. That yeah, was a yeah. surprisingly good match. Yeah, I mean, as far as wrestling matches go, it was more of just like kind of beating the shit out of each other. But sometimes <laughs> right. sometimes yeah. those are good. Um, I do have a bone to pick with you, Seth, and I guess we can get into it now. Uh-oh, we were talking. Oh boy! <laughs> no, no, no. Here we go. We've already hashed out most of this, but I want to do it for the listeners too, because uh, our friends over at uh, the the Our Vantage Point podcast, which uh, we always love to promote them, they have been doing like a, a weekly mid Carter of the week kind of thing where they go through their career. They've done. Uh, they've done like Bam Bam Bigelow. Who else have they done? Marco, you listen to the show. My my yeah, they, my brain is blanking. Um, yeah, what, Bam they, Bam. They did like X Pac. Yep, uh, yep. Yep. They've done Arn Anderson. Like yeah. you know, like all the yep. all the guys that should get the credit that uh, they yeah. deserve. So that one week they did British Bulldog, and I compared him in our group chat <laughs> in our group chat to uh, Seamus, uh, who, uh, who I, and I put Seamus, you know, the returning Seamus over. And you would have thought that I told uh, I told Seth here that his mother was a whore because you just totally went off on me, man. And I, I don't th- I don't think it's a crazy discussion. I know you put it out to all the uh, the Facebook folks, and they sided with you, of course. But uh, you know, and I, 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 I ran down the credentials of of one Mister Seamus. I mean, the King of the Ring winner. Uh, I think he won the. Uh, money in the bank he's won the royal rumble he's a world champion and you know as much as and i i love british bulldog as a kid but i mean he had that one match at uh summerslam 92 and then it was just kind of mid carter the rest of the way so what's what say you so if i will give you this if you look at the stats the accomplishments yes sheamus has had a much more accomplished career but i look at who is a better professional wrestler so to me i go off 
the moments, you know, not to sound like Michael Cole, but the, the moments are what you remember, not the number of title reigns. Um, I go over how historically significant they are. And it was a different time when Bulldog wrestled. You know, people held the belts, even the IC belt, the tag team belts. People would hold those belts for six, seven, eight, nine months at a time. So belt didn't get hot potatoed around. And also, as far as the world title goes, like there was no um, – there was no such thing as let's give this guy the belt for three or four months and just see how he does with it. Like if Vince was putting the world title belt on you, he was saying, you're going to be my top cash cow for the next year. I mean, look at the guys that had it. It was Hogan who had it for basically five years, just a little break. And then Macho Man had it for a year and Ultimate Warrior had it for about a year. If you for about a year. So if you go from WrestleMania one through seven, it was really only three guys that ever had a significant run with the belt. And that's a seven year period. Um, so I think that's that's why I don't look so much at the stats. And again, I you know full disclosure, I'm a diehard Bret Hart fan. So also I love the Hart Foundation. So all, all five of those guys have a very special uh, place in, in you know my wrestling fandom. Uh, but I just go back to that match at SummerSlam '92. I think if if you go back and watch that, watch the Bulldogs entrance, watch the overall quality of the match, um, the pop when he wins, he reaches a level of of overness in that match that very few wrestlers ever reach at any time um and i just think that um that in addition to his uh you know his heel run he had uh fighting sean michaels for the belt and then his run with the heart foundation and uh just his run as you know one of the great tag teams back in the 80s with dynamite kid i just think all that just makes him just like i said just a much more i think he's gonna end up being a historically more significant wrestler than sheamus i don't know if we're gonna be talking about sheamus this same way um you know 15 years after he's retired no, I agree with you on that. I think people just people just look at the the bygone eras with such like rose colored glasses. But I I was a bulldog fan. I'm not going to shit on him, and I thought he could have been, uh, you know, done bigger things uh, in his career. Like you said, that the, the system wasn't really set up for that. Where they had, you know, Bret Hart was after what you said. Bret Hart was a champion for a long time. You had Yokozuna in there for a little bit. Shawn Michaels back and forth. So, you know, it wasn't. Uh, you know, they also only had four pay-per-views. It wasn't like now where you know you're defending the title twelve times a year or more. So uh, yeah, it was definitely a different different uh, world. But uh, I just don't think Sheamus gets the due he he deserves. And I'm not you know I've never I'd really agree with th- that. I've never really thought about Sheamus. But I mean he was great with the bar. He he just I think he's maybe a little bit better on promos than uh, the the bulldog was. It's probably close. But I want to hear from everybody listening, and you can tell us you know which one of us is right if you think. Uh, if you think I'm right, or if you think uh, Seth is wrong, uh, either one. Uh, hey, one more point in uh, in my favor: Bulldog has much better action figures. I, I think we can oh, all yeah. agree on that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, big time. I mean the le- the legend, the Mattel Legends, the uh, the the braided uh, the braided one. Yeah, Hasbro. LJN. Yeah, that Seamus retro was garbage. <laughs> it's on the on the clearance rack. But so, I, uh, I agree with you. You know, I think Seamus run with the bar. Um, people forget. You know, the bar basically ran the tag team scene on Raw for a solid two years. So I, I think uh, I think that could end up going down as one of the, you know the the most impressive things that he did in his whole career, even aside from the the world title runs. Sheena, what do you think? I just don't know. Uh, okay, all right. That's that was a little preview of the Sheena Tron five thousand. <laughs> you got it queued up for when the baby pops out. <laughs> our, our buddy Zach Egloff has a whole soundboard here for me, so uh, well, you'll be hearing that in the coming weeks, I'm sure, as the Ashina's uh, taking a little sabbatical. Um, let's get uh, to outside the squared circle here. We had some releases, we had some rumors, we had some suspensions, all kinds of stuff. Let's start with uh, the people that are no longer with the WWE. Uh, we received word, I think it was Mon- Sunday or Monday, 
that uh, Luke Harper, The Ascension, and Sin Cara are all uh, no longer with the company. They've been granted their release. And, of course, everybody on Twitter seems to think whenever someone gets released that their talent was just wasted, um, which I'm sure is the case sometimes. But, you know, you don't you don't hear about that when a, when a football player sucks and they get uh, released or something. Uh, I know it's a different sport. But uh, which of these guys do you think the WWE really missed on the most? And which one of them, Seth, do you think is going to catch on somewhere else and, and become a big star? If, uh, if any. I just... I think Luke Harper, you know, I've been a fan of his since, you know, they first came up with the Wyatts. Um, I loved his his little singles running when they first when they first broke up. Um, I, I'm not sure what Marco's got queued up for our retro pick of the week, but I know uh, TLC 2014, his ladder match with Dolph was for the IC title was awesome. Guy's good on the mic. He can go in the ring. Um, I thought he was a crucial uh, part of that storyline leading up to WrestleMania 33 between uh bray and randy and i think that match you know that match ended up being a dud i think it would have been a whole world better if they would have had luke harper in there and made it a three-way um and i just i think he's excellent you know he's he's really good friends with marty squirrel who is probably my favorite non-wwe wrestler so uh my fingers are crossed that we see him and marty squirrel come in AEW at the same time together i think that would be would be awesome but yeah i'm just i'm a big luke harper fan and I, I, I'm kind of with you, Phil. I kind of roll my eyes a lot when I hear people, you know, when I hear people say, oh, his talent was wasted. Because I feel like a lot of Internet fans, they feel like every single wrestler should be a world champ. And that's not the case. You know, some no, guys, no. they're they're you know, some guys, their peak is being a really interesting mid Carter. And that's what I think Luke Harper could have been. I think he could have been a really interesting upper mid Carter who who challenged for, you know, he flirted with the main event scene every once in a while. Um, and obviously, uh, for whatever reason, WWE did not see him in that light. And I, I think that's the one they missed the boat on. The Ascension and Sin Cara, they're cool. Um, sad to see him go, but I don't think I'm really going to miss those guys as much as I will Luke Harper. What about you, Marco? Uh, yeah, same here. I'm, I mean, any one of those guys, same thing, Sin Cara, Luke Harper, um, the Ascension. I mean, it's, the Ascension could have been like a cool, like, I think, I'm not sure where I mentioned this. Maybe in the group chat, they could have been like a cool, like new age, like demolition or or like road warriors if they like did it properly. You know, like like a modern day version of them if they like booked them the right way because they were that in NXT. They're pretty over in NXT if you guys remember uh, recall that. Um, but um, NXT was a, it was a different time back then when, when they were in NXT. So if they were in NXT now and they're moving around, I think they probably would have a lot more successful. Um, Sin Cara, they could literally just put someone else in a mask because they've done that before. <laughs> That's not the same Sin Cara. There actually was a Sin Cara before the Sin Cara. I'm not sure if anyone remembers that as well either. Or am I the only one that knows that? Yes, yeah, Sin Cara's yeah, yeah. been released twice now. Yeah, so they, they could literally just throw someone else and keep that Sin Cara name because they probably own it. Um, but uh, the, um, the other part to that is, I, I mean... Luke Harper, I, I do love Luke Harper. Uh, they actually, uh, in that roadblock, uh, what was it 2016? That, like, one-off show that they did with, like, was it um, Dean Ambrose yeah. and Triple H? He, uh, yep. he, he it, it, yeah, it was a Wyatt family, basically, versus Brock Lesnar. And he was, like, one of the main guys in the ring with Brock Lesnar. So, I mean, they were, I think they were, like, kind of, kind of, like, testing the waters with, with Luke Harper. But for some reason, I'm not sure what happened behind the scenes. Um the only thing I hate about when people get released from WWE is they're automatically going to AEW. Um, 
and that's just not the case at all. I don't think that they're not just going to grab every single WWE person that leaves. Um, I think they actually mentioned that before that like they're not going to do it. Um, they have, if you've read stories like on AEW and how they're booking stuff, it's they're running into like problems booking all the people that they have now. So just to take on like these three guys might be a little bit, you know, even more daunting for them. So um, yeah, anywhere they go, I think they're going to be stars. So I mean, they're going to excel. Um, just not the WWE. Yeah, Harper's actually mentioned uh, that you know he's really interested in going back to Japan for a little bit. So I think we may see him with like a brief uh, New Japan run oh, before he settles awesome. down somewhere, somewhere here stateside. Yeah, he's pretty agile for a big dude. I, I I enjoyed him too. I'm surprised, really surprised they never just tried to repackage the him or the Ascension as something like you know just make him clean cut, make him like a corporate Kane character for somebody or. You know, yeah. you could have done something cool with them. You could have, you could have just given the ascension, like made them like shit on their old gimmick, and just made them like two badass like biker dudes or something. I don't know. You could have a million things you could have done. They didn't do anything. I, I am surprised that they just announced that they're releasing Sin Cara instead of the actual person under the mask. Because now you, kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why not just say we release like Jose Hernandez or whoever the hell played him, <laughs> and just you know just kept the gimmick going? Yeah. You know, because you could just use that. I'm sure kids. Love it, you know. Kids love the flippy do and like the mask. My son loves any any action figure with a mask on it right now. So yeah, and they could that could be like the Sin Cara uh, the Sin Cara gimmick. Just fifty years from now, Sin Cara is still in <laughs> WWE. Yeah, like, keep, keep the gimmick going. <laughs> just the longest the longest tenured superstar ever, Sin Cara. Yeah. There, uh, Marco, there's actually two roadblocks. I didn't know this roadblock and uh, roadblock end of the line, which was uh, Kevin Owens was the champion against uh, Roman Reigns. I don't remember this at all. I had I had to Google it. So, uh, yeah, the first roadblock was one of the coolest shows of the year. The second roadblock was probably the worst show of that year. So yeah, that's why I don't. Yeah, that's why we don't remember it. Blocked it out. Yeah, <laughs> we, we just we forget the second. We, yeah, we pretend the second one didn't happen. The first one was amazing. Very nice. Uh, all right. Um, we have in the notes here that I I didn't know about this at all. I guess uh, there's going to be a new episode of the Broken Skull sh- sessions with Goldberg that's going to air after TLC next week, and uh, that should be pretty cool. Him and uh, Stone Cold going one-on-one. Seth, give me your thoughts, and tell me who you think the third guest on this show would be because uh, I like the concept of it for sure. It's you know similar to the podcast that Stone Cold does, but it's more kind of story-driven. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, I definitely enjoy it. You know, Stone Cold is just such a you know it's it's crazy. He was such a good wrestler, but it feels like he was born to be you know a podcaster or interviewer. Um, him and Goldberg actually had it. Goldberg was on his uh, podcast a couple years ago, and it was really good. So uh, I'm looking forward to this. You know, obviously everybody always compared Austin and Goldberg back during the Attitude Era, uh, just because they had such similar looks. So it's interesting to see, uh, you know, how how deep Stone Cold digs into it. Um, you know, with all his questions and everything. For the next guest. Um, that's a tough one, you know. If I had to go, uh, I've decided to go somebody modern day. I'd love to see him talk with Roman Reigns. You know, I'd like to hear. I'd love to hear a no holds barred interview with Roman Reigns, just to hear, you know, his thoughts on how, uh, you know, his reaction has pushed, you know, and just the all the ups and downs he's had over the last five years, where WWE is, you know, I, I don't think they force fed him to us, but a lot of people would say that Roman's been force fed to the fans. And I'd like to hear Roman's thoughts on how he's, uh, you know, how he feels about never quite getting the, the fan reaction that I think he deserved up until his, uh, up until he came out that he had cancer, you know. So I think if, I'd like to see it go in a different direction. You know, you did Undertaker, did Goldberg. Let's get Roman Reigns on there next and get a modern day superstar to, uh, to you know, kind of lock horns, so to speak, with Steve Austin. 
I do think that would be cool. I don't think they are going to let a current day superstar, you know, get up and talk about that kind of stuff. I think they're going to stick to former, uh, former athlete, former you know wrestlers. But I think that would be cool. I think you know he has a lot to say, and we haven't really ever heard him kind of in a candid forum before because he's been so close to the vest um, right. with WWE. So yeah, that would be cool. Uh, what about you, Marco? Who do you think would be a good guest on that show? Um, I'm not sure if he's really modern. Uh, but I'd like to see Brock Lesnar actually on the show, um, mainly because that the whole Stone Cold, the whole dropping the ball type of thing where he left the company because he didn't want to do the job for uh, Brock Lesnar back in the day. Um, that, I think that'd be pretty cool because I'm not sure if they actually had like like a one-on-one conversation that I remember anyway. Um, obviously, no Paul Heyman in the room, just just Brock and Stone Cold just going back and forth about that whole ordeal. Uh, they could. I would like to hear about WrestleMania too, um, the WrestleMania match between Goldberg and uh, Stone Cold as a referee, and the thoughts on that and stuff like that. So I think that'd be pretty cool because I think uh, if you've heard Brock Lesnar speak, he's a straight shooter. He doesn't hold anything back, um, and I think that's the type of interview that Stone Cold likes and loves. So I think that'd be a really good one. Yeah, he actually had Brock on. Um... The earlier, the the earlier incarnation of Steve Austin's podcast, and you know, yeah. he had episode with Brock, but um, it wasn't anything close to what you're talking about. They, they kind of kept the, you know, treated him with kid gloves. They, I'm mean, talking more about hunting and stuff than they did actual wrestling stuff. Yeah, so it's right, yeah. nice to see him get in there with Brock, a little bit more no holds barred, just be able to ask the kind of stuff that you know Steve normally asks his guests. I would actually like a uh, no. This would never happen, but I would actually like a do over with Dean Ambrose <laughs> since he's like. Yeah, that was a disaster. The, yeah, that was really bad. I mean, now that he's like kind of like a Stone Cold-ish character for AEW, if you guys follow it, even though I'm, I'm the AEW correspondent on the show, so oh, I love <laughs> watching more than yeah. anyone. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you watched, he has like a lot of like Stone Cold-esque characteristics characteristics now because he's like throwing the middle finger up, and he's like on the on the toughest sob in this company and all this type of stuff. So I'd like to have that attitude of. Dean Ambrose or John Moxley on the Broken Skull sessions just to get like the real the real Dean Ambrose, like the the angry one, the guy that's upset about where he was in the company and things like that. I think that'd be a really, really good interview. I told you I sat down on my computer tonight thinking I had like I could watch the second hour of uh AEW Dynamite and uh then I realized it was Tuesday night. I don't know. I've lost all track of days now that I'm working like <laughs> seven days a week. It's been awful. Um, how about the rumors of NWO and uh, Batista headed to the Hall of Fame? I don't know if WWE's confirmed this or not. I don't think they have, but um, they're no. The I think they, uh, they yeah they, they acknowledged did. it last night on Raw. So okay. it is, yeah, yeah. So what do you, I mean? It, it makes sense. Those are two of the bigger names uh, in the last you know ten fifteen years. But uh, I'm sure people are going to be up in uh, arms about Hogan getting back in and having a speech, and you know with all of. His status with the company and his racial comments in the past, but uh, I think the group, uh, you know, NWO needs to be in, of course, you know, for sure. So my beef with the NWO is that what they're putting in is um, Hogan, Hall, Nash, and then Six, you know, also known as X-Pac, also known as 123Kid or Sean Waltman. Um, my problem with that, Hogan, Hall, and Nash, yeah, that's bulletproof. That's the three guys you think of when you think NWO. I don't know how Six got tagged in as like the the fourth person, you know, worthy of being inducted. Because yeah. I feel like if you're throwing Six in, then you're opening up the whole next tier of the NWO. Don't get me wrong, Six was a cool part of the NWO, 
but he was definitely a solid step below um, Hogan, Hall, and Nash. So I feel like you know you need to have the Giant, aka the Big Show, um, Ted DiBiase, Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner, um, hell, Buff Bagwell. You know, just a, a whole host, basically that whole second tier of NWO members. They should be going in as well if you're letting six roll in there. Horace Hogan, yeah, all those guys. Horace Hogan, yeah, everybody. You know, Eric Bischoff. I mean, he he was Eric probably Bischoff the next most important NWO yeah. member yeah. than those guys. Um, Bischoff, yeah, like I don't know. NW, the NWO roster gets pretty squirrely the further you go down there. But uh, but yeah, I don't. I, that was my first thing I said. I was like, cool. I love the NWO. You know, I was actually rocking an NWO hat uh, around the house earlier on today. Um, but I just I don't. You know, I'm a stickler, and I don't see how six deserves. Uh, to be on the same level as Hogan Hall and Nash. Yeah, he's only with WCW for two years, then goes back to WWE. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, they they pick and choose how they want to remember history. You know, we've, right. we've talked about that before on the show. So, I mean, he's still involved with the WWE. He's on the he's on the documentaries. He's doing the watch along stuff on pay per views. So, I mean, that's why they throw him in there. But yeah, there's a lot of guys. I'm hoping they at least bring him up and show. You know, show uh, you know Scott Norton and and Savage and all those guys because that so, was a big part. Sorry of to interrupt. I got Wikipedia pulled up. There were sixty two members. Of no. The <laughs> yes. Oh my god. So hey, hey, some people we forgot to mention: NWO Sting. Remember that the fake oh, Sting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you had Vincent, aka Virgil, Miss Elizabeth, <laughs> aka Soul Train Jones. Yeah. Was was Disco yeah. Inferno ever in the? Uh, NWO? He was a wannabe. He never actually okay, got. Okay, that's know, what it was. Initiated. That was the angle. Yeah. Summer yeah. Macho Man was in there. Why is yeah, Macho, Macho Man not, not that's getting right. them? Uh, you had Michael Wall Street, also known as oh, IRS. The Great Muda. The Great Muda. Conan. Kurt Hennig. Mister Perfect. Uh, Rick Rude, you know, which Rick Rude, I can't remember. I don't think he got, I don't think he was mentioned with DX last year. I don't think he was a part of the DX. Oh, man. Yeah, he was a founding, yeah. like, one of the original members. Yeah. Yeah. What about the disciple, Brutus of the Barber Beefcake? Oh, <laughs> we, we had the NWO referee, Nick Patrick. Oh, that's man. right. Yeah. Dennis yeah, Steiner. Steiner. Scott Steiner was great. Buff yeah. Bagwell. Oh, man. Yep. Hey, hey, what about this? Dennis Rodman. Oh, wow. He's yeah. one of the most famous members, you know. So yeah. I just I, I feel like they're uh yeah, they're they're really leaving a lot of people out and they open yes. up that door by just leaving six. If it was just Hogan Hall and Nash, cool, no problem. I wouldn't say anything about it, but I, I feel like it's uh you know, it's a it's a plot hole, so to speak, by having having six go in with those guys. Wasn't there like a, a Japanese wrestler that was in it? I remember as a kid like yeah, the great Muda. No, no, yeah, some, somebody and else. And then uh, Masahiro Chono. Yeah, yeah. I yes, remember Masahiro watching. Chono, yeah, yeah. Like, where did that guy come from? Like, as a kid, I'm like, they didn't even talk. They've never talked about this guy. How is he even in the NWO? It's crazy. Um, yeah. So, yep. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll not mention any of those people's names ever. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But uh, I'm interested to see what other names they're going to have in, in that Hall of Fame class. Uh, Bobby Roode and Primo from the Colognes was suspended. They were both suspended. I think it was today. Came out yeah. because of a violation of the wellness policy, which we haven't seen anyone under this since. I think Roman Reigns was suspended a couple years ago. So yeah, he was the last one. I think. I'm surprised that uh, more people. I mean, they have such a big roster. You know, you, you get 500 baseball players, and, and there's a couple suspended every year for something. So. Uh, they've been pretty, yeah, I was browsing to Reddit. They said, uh, I guess somebody that, I don't know if they actually were just talking out of their ass or if they actually know what they're talking about, but 
Someone said that you could get suspended if you just happen to miss a scheduled test. So it could be something as simple as that. Why these guys are, uh, you know, getting put on the shelf for a month. But you know, Bobby Roode is, you know, he's forty plus years old and he's absolutely shredded out there every single week. So I wasn't yeah. super shocked to see his name on there. I was a little surprised to see Primo's name just because I honestly forgot that they were still employed by the company. Yeah, I'm surprised they're not on the chopping block. That could be two catering budgets they could have cut and you know, saved a couple of plates. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see if there's more information on those guys next week. Um, I think we're ready to get into our go figure segment. Money talks. Here comes the money. It's that time, baby. Best time of the week, where we talk about whatever purchases we made, ill-advised purchases for plastic men in their underwear. It's called go figure. Other shows try to compete, but they can't. We actually buy things, and we're going to talk about them. Uh, I'll let the, our new guest host go first. Uh, what did you pick up this week, Mr. Heel Husband? Uh, it was a pretty light week for the most part. The The coolest thing we got was um, the we got our Brian Christopher Grandmaster Sex A custom figure. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, because, you know, WWE, they gave us Rikishi. Um, they gave us Scotty too hottie. Um, obviously we know Brian Christopher, uh, tragically, um, you know, came to head up to the big square circle in the sky last year under some suspicious circumstances. So I, if it's going to be a, a while, if ever, before we get a figure, but I had to complete too cool. You know, I feel like too cool. Doesn't really get their due as they, they were one of the most over acts of the, God, uh, they were over. Kind of the the late Attitude Era, I guess. You know, towards the end of the Attitude Era, they were one of the most over acts. Um, but yeah, so I we ended up getting that. So I I had a save search on eBay for Brian Christopher Elite. Um, it finally popped up. It was just a, a really basic figure. You know, it was just a, a plain figure, and it had the jeans. Um, but it was only like twenty five bucks. So I got it. Got custom figure shirts to hook us up with uh the too cool t-shirt and then i actually found a jack's too cool set for about 15 bucks on ebay and got that to get the boom box and the the hat with oh, the fake nice. drag boss on it to kind of kind of complete the set and really really bring that figure to life so so that was it but it, it was definitely cool to get a get a unique pickup like that very cool uh, marco anything for you this week your uh, your walmarts and targets have been having any luck marco you there uh-oh. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, yeah, so I did get a uh, notification from the old Walmart saying my uh, my uh, WWE Masters of the Universe oh, nice. oh, yeah. will be arriving tomorrow. So that's I can't wait to get my hands on that. Um, and I'll probably check to see what they have there. But um, uh, I picked up the – actually, my Target just started putting out the <laughs> SummerSlim uh, elite figures. Oh, jeez! Uh, what of them? <laughs> just a time for Christmas. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. No, because I never, I didn't pick up the uh, Daniel Bryan for some reason. I don't know why. I just skipped over it. So picked him up. Um, I grabbed the uh, Nikki and Bree because they had both of there. So why not? I never had either one of those. So grab those up as well. Um, I think actually no, and then I had my uh, I posted on our Facebook group. I got my uh, I finished my Elite Seventy collection with uh Seth Rollins. He was the last because I have a bunch of Seth Rollins, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that or not. And I was like, uh, I like it. for some reason Elite Seventy was like my favorite so far this year. I don't know why. Just like the the I don't know the figures are amazing. Johnny uh, Gargano, freaking Dolph Ziggler looked amazing. Yeah, that was um, a cool set. 
yes, yeah, so like Vince McMahon with the the blue stain and all that stuff. So I think I wrote it out just because the collector me says you have to complete it. So I completed it. Um, the Seth Rollins figure actually is really I actually like it. I like the all black look to it, stuff like that. So it's the shield um, gear that he has on, stuff like that with the uh, white intercontinental title when he was the champion at the time. So. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for my pickups. I might have to pick up that Seth Rollins now because today at Ollie's I found Acom and Razor uh, elites from I think it was sixty four, sixty five, and uh, I've always wanted those figures. They were you know, ten bucks, so I picked them up, and uh, they would look really cool with that Seth Rollins Elite seventy with the uh, yeah. Know, oh, yeah, Architects of Pain look. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to keep those for myself or let the let the kid unbox them, but uh, I'll probably just be selfish and keep them for myself. Um, let me see. Where's my phone? I actually got a. Uh, I, I got a saved round. Actually, I found the Masters of the Universe ring at our local Walmart on Sunday. Also, me and uh, me and and uh, the babyface, we went out and did some fig hunting together. Nice. And uh, I was going to give a tip to all the listeners to make sure you guys check all over the stores because uh, the Walmart we found them at, they actually had them like right close to the entrance, just on a pallet there. So oh, wow. I know most of the Walmart lately, they're like stocked up on toys. You know, obviously it's not as many elites as we wish they'd have. But they're definitely bringing it with the toy department. So there's toys scattered like throughout the store, just like in some of the middle, like the big walkways. They'll just have random toys out on pallets. So, so if, the, if you know, if Brickseek's showing them in stock, look all around the store. Because if we just would have went to the toy section or whatever, we definitely would not have found uh, that ring. But, it, you know, we definitely picked pick that up. And it was a, a very cool piece to add to the collection. Very nice. I uh, I added those two. I picked up from eBay the Undertaker twenty and O uh, Toys R Us exclusive Elite from several years ago. I'm trying to build. I put this on the Facebook group. I'm trying to build like a small collection of my favorite WrestleMania centric uh, elites. I have the Seth Rollins Money in the Bank cash in. I have now this Undertaker one. Love that figure. Uh, yeah, they're both great. I'm, I'm eyeing up the uh, the Shawn Michaels uh, Boyhood Dream one. I'm eyeing up uh, the, obviously the new Kofi Elite, which uh, has a special place in my heart, and that Daniel Bryan um, WrestleMania 30 Elite. So, uh, any other suggestions? Are you keeping these MOC or are you? Uh... Well, I mean, it would be cool to have them all out, but I mean, for the for the time being. Well, I was going to tell you for the uh, for the WrestleMania 12 Shawn Michaels, like a little pro tip. They released uh, back in the original series of entrance greats. They released uh sean michaels with the suit you remember his like white entrance gear that he had oh the, yeah, like, yeah. White yeah. Suit? yeah so they released that with a basic uh figure oh, of really? it so what i did yeah when that elite came out i got the uh i, I went and got one of the entrance grades so i could take the suit off of it and put it on that elite so you could maybe you could probably get it back in the box like that if you want to uh really make it next level That's but uh um, cool. good idea, good idea. yeah yeah uh we got a bunch of uh stuff at the p.o box for the toy drive which uh uh, as I mentioned, we have a little bit of time left to do that. The, it's uh, Chick Foley Toy Drive, P.O. Box 3203, Catonsville, Maryland, 21228. I'm going to turn those in in about a week or so. So if you're going to get them in, get them in quick. Uh, let me pull up the list of all the folks that are that have donated here. Uh, Elijah Gonzalez sent me some uh, money via PayPal, which we appreciate. And uh, that was put toward um, some retro figures at... Um, at five below, which uh, the five belows around me really uh, do not like to see. Well, I don't know if they like to see me or don't like to see me because I've cleared them out of basically all of the, uh, the figures that they have um, as far as wrestlers. So, uh, but uh, my wife's like, "Aren't you going to buy some like non wrestling?" Sorry, it's Elijah Gomez. I apologize. Uh, he sent us the money via PayPal. My wife was like, "Aren't you going to buy some like girl toys for this thing?" Like, not everybody likes wrestling. And I'm like, 
there's probably what? other people donating to this, you know. So, uh, and I and I don't really call, I don't really care about anybody else except for wrestling fans. So, um, thank you, Elijah, for for your donation. Uh, our buddy Ryan Ferguson sent us some pop vinyls in the mail to the PO box. So, Ryan, we appreciate that. You sent a very nice Christmas card to my house, and uh, we appreciate that. I don't know if you want me to read that on the air or not, but I will. Uh, if you do, I can read that next week. Our buddy Chad Roberts sent uh, some, uh, some uh, a set of Retro Series 9 figures to the house. And our buddy Chef Shane Eby, one of our uh, Patreon subscribers, sent $150 to us via PayPal. And I'm going to go with my son this weekend, uh, get out of the house, do some fig hunt, and just let him go crazy at uh, at 5 Below with $150 uh, on my PayPal card, uh, and just let him pick out a bunch of shit because uh, it was fun last time, and he he kind of gets it. He knows it's not for him. He knows we're buying stuff for uh, for kids that don't have presents, so uh, he really likes it. I talked about last week. You and Sheena sent a bunch of stuff into the PO box, so we appreciate yep. that. And uh, yeah, good good shit, man. We have uh, I have a whole list of about fifteen or twenty people who have donated so far. I'm gonna read those names out after Christmas and give you guys some props and we'll announce who the winner is for uh, whatever prize that we pick for that. But uh, it's been, it's been going pretty good. Our buddy Bob Zegler sent another box, a second box now of stuff. Uh, so it's been crazy. I don't have all of it in front of me. It's all put away. I'm going to kind of take a big picture of everything, but uh, it's, I think we're close to like 300 figs, man. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Sheena showed me the picture. It was, uh, it's pretty awesome to see all the outpouring of support from everybody. You know, it's, it's a, it's a fun hobby and it's definitely fun. You could share it with, uh, some kids who may be in need this Christmas. Yeah. Thank God for five below too, because um, I mean, obviously ringside has some really good deals. I'm, I'm just afraid to order from them now. Cause I don't think it'll get here in a week if you do the free shipping. But, um, yeah, it's just, uh, five below is a great, a great spot for, you know, wrestling figures and, you know, it's, these kids are going to appreciate it. I know because, uh, you know, we, we take for granted how lucky we are to have a lot of the stuff that we do have, and we can take time to talk about wrestling toys uh, every once every single week. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'll, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see a picture of everything all together, so that'll be nice. Uh, I know Marco right now is attending uh, to the kids who have woken up. So uh, that's all my purchases. I did pre-order. I talked about it last week, pre-order Natalia, and you and uh, Sheena sent me some elites. You sent me the uh, Daniel Bryan Elias and Triple H from I think that's Elite seventy three. Seventy three, yep. Yep. And uh you guys had opened those up for a uh unboxing videos on Sheena's Instagram. Those are all really cool figures that, that Elias is really dope. And I wanted to get your take. I'm sure in the next couple of weeks, Sheena, myself, and Marco will be talking about our kind of our top figures of two thousand nineteen. I want to hear some of yours, uh, because uh you've been in this game much longer than me and uh, I think you're one of the the foremost authorities on this. So let, let me hear what you thought have some, been some of the best figures of 2019. Yeah. So, um, I, I got two picks that I think are going to make a lot of year end lists. And then I got one that I think is, uh, is, is super underrated and kind of a little bit overlooked. So first off, um, uh, the brood Hardy boy set from ringside. Those were just incredible. Um, I love those figures like Mattel just knocked it out of the park. Um, from the the shirts they had, the uh, the way Matt Hardy's hair looks, just everything about those two figures is was just perfect. I, I really love that set, and uh, I think it's one of the best. It ranks right up there with uh, one of the some of the best ringside exclusives they've ever released. Um, the other one was Elite sixty eight King Mabel. Um, I know that we they, yeah. between the two, I kind of like the one that had the uh, the lightning bolts on there. Um, it was just you know it was basically all unique tooling. I think all those parts for it were brand new. 
um just an awesome figure it's it's big um the colors really just pop they they actually have like a little bit of a a metallic sheen to them which if if there's one thing that mattel struggled with sometimes it's been kind of with the metallic look on some of the figures but it looks really good um and I'm a sucker for that, dude. As much as people hate it, like that, like 94 to 96 era was really my wheelhouse. You know, that was like the, that was the last of my time as an innocent wrestling fan before I got smart on the dirt sheets and stuff. Um, 97, <laughs> 97 is my all time favorite year of wrestling, but, but 94 from 96 is like right in the nostalgia sweet spot. So any figures from that era, um, I'm all over them. You know, I, I hope we get some more. I hope we get an atom bomb. Um, I, I'd love to get a Mo so we can complete men on a mission. Just really, really anything from that. I'm going to be all over it. Um, so that was my two that I, I think those are going to be on a lot of people's year end lists. Um, but one that I think does not get the credit it was due. I actually just unboxed it last week was the ultimate edition Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I know when it came out, you know, I know our, our buddies over on major WF pod, they were like, Oh wow. You know, another Shinsuke in red pants. And I kind of said the same thing, you know, when I saw it, I, I was like, geez, you know, we've already got, I feel like we've gotten, you know, four or five really similar figures to this last year. But, but the, the version of it with the, with the jacket on, you know, um, with the sleeves, the head sculpt, just the articulation on it and the hands, like I, I unboxed it and I had it out sitting on our bar. And, um, I mean, it just, it, you know, I, I, it's very rare that I would say this about a figure. It literally looked like they took Shinsuke Nakamura and just shrunk him down, wow. um, you know, in, into, you know, what, whatever the height of the Mattels is, you know, six, seven inches or whatever. It, it uh, I, I, I tell you guys, get that figure out of the box and it will really wow you, you know, um, to the point to which I, I think, um, you know, when we're, we're doing our purge on our figures now. I think I'm selling my other Shinsuke's and just keeping that as the definitive one. But um, again, I was the same that way. I was really underwhelmed when I saw that that was going to be in the the series two of the ultimate editions but i'm telling you that uh the shinsuke ultimate edition is an incredible figure out of the box so anybody that's not an moc collector definitely recommend getting that out playing around with it doing some posing with it because it is uh it's it's one of the most realistic likenesses that mattel has done this past year yeah and uh good good stuff man all, all good suggestions I, I haven't really seen that nakamura out of the box i know it's been around at a lot of uh, targets and they've been dropping the price i know right after black friday it was like 22 bucks i'm pulling up the price now on ringside they've been having some they got their cyber monday 2.0 deal i know they're going to do a cyber you know black friday 3.0 this weekend and, and probably a cyber monday 3.0 on monday where you know figures are going to be more discounted even you know even more um but right. uh, it's uh the, that ultimate edition is 1399 uh with damaged packaging on uh ringside 1499 you know in box which is you know if you're tell if you're telling me it's is that good of a figure uh that's that's a no brainer that's cheaper than an elite right now so. yeah it, it, it's an awesome figure you know if you if you look if you're the type of person that you know is only going to have one or two of every guy in your collection i definitely recommend <laughs> adding that um again i know it's similar to a lot the other Shinsuke's we've gotten, but it is, you know, uh, it's it's a cut above all the other Shinsuke figures that we've gotten so far. How do the Ultimate Editions look? At, I know scale-wise they're the same with the uh, the regular Elites, but do they stand out in a good way or a bad way? Like, are they just so much more detailed that they just look like a, a totally different animal, or do they fit in well in, like, a, like a loose collection? I think, that, I mean, they look really similar. The only big difference, the only, I mean, really the only difference as far as overall look wise is just the chest articulation, which they've gotten better. You know, the, the, if you, if you notice, you know, the regular elites just have kind of the hinge where like the chest bends down. Yep. These ones have like a swivel where like their upper chest can kind of go like, you know, it, it gives them more functionality, like more, yeah. more posability, but 
it doesn't necessarily look as good. I know the Warrior had some issues, and the Brett from Series 2, like, because the gap where the swivel is was just a little too big, so it's it just looks a little awkward. But um, the Shinsuke was fine, the Ronda was fine, and both the Series 3 figures, the Triple H and Finn, they were both just fine in that area. So I think it's something that they kind of improved on as the line is, is gone through these early stages. Um, and, and they definitely fit right in though. They're, they're, they're uh, like you, you would have a, like if I had like my mom or somebody come through my figure room, I don't think she'd be able to pick out the ultimate editions in the elites. If, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Uh, we did mention at the stop at the, the top of the segment here, but uh, we are sponsored by ringside collectibles. Uh, if you've been living under a rock and you're listening to us and you collect figures, it's definitely the place to go. You can use code Chick Foley uh, for 10% off at checkout or uh, free ship if you get over $50 this time of year. So, you know, obviously use whatever one is going to get you the most money off of those uh, orders. But uh, yeah, they, they've they've had some cool deals, man. I'm just uh, I'm pulling it up here just to look at some of them. They're doing their Cyber Monday 2.0 deal right now. And like I said, by the time you guys listen to this, it might even be uh, a Black Friday three. thing so i mean there's a bunch of stuff discounted perfect time to jump on anything that you've been missing out on because i mean i'm sure you've done it before i've done it before where i pass on something pass on it pass on it. it's in stores and it's on ringside cheap and then you know six months later a year later you want it and you have to jump on ebay and you're paying over you know over whatever retail price is so you know if you want something definitely grab it um i passed today i passed on roddy uh, Roderick Strong and the Buddy Murphy elites. I, I really don't know why. I just don't like. I like both those guys, and I, I guess I can ask you, Seth. You saw them on the pegs somewhere? Yeah, I saw them on the pegs. Yeah. Oh wow, where at? Uh, Walmart just or Walmart. what? Yeah, I just was able to stop in somewhere real yeah, quick. Yeah, elite, elite seventy two has not hit anywhere yet. I've been checking oh, near sure. daily, but it has not showed up on the pegs here yet. Yeah, I mean they're they're both great looking figures. I just uh, I don't know. I just. I got to kind of not wean down a little bit, but I have, I mean, my bathroom right now down here in the basement, I have 20 figures mint on card <laughs> just stop, you know, stacked up on the back of the toilet. Just like I don't have the shelf space for it right now. I don't know if I'm going to weed out or add some more shelves. My wife's not going to like that. The entire basement is now being consumed by wrestling figures, but she's going to have to deal with it. Um, right. But uh, yeah, they're they're both great looking figures, and I'll probably end up picking those up again at some point. But uh, hopefully, I see them again in the wild. The Roderick Strong, Strong especially, is a, a contender for figure of the year for me. It's it's a really good looking figure. So uh, yeah, those are hitting. I, I've seen a lot of people land in the uh, the Gorilla Monsoon. Um, a lot of people yeah, right here have found that's it. The top on my wish list right now. Me too. Me too. I haven't been with work at this time of year, as you can imagine, selling alcohol during the holidays. I've been. Uh, you know, 10, 12-hour days, seven days a week until uh, January 1st. So I haven't been able to oh, yeah. fig hunt as much as I'd like to. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping – I put it on my Christmas list, but I don't know if uh, anybody's going to be able to find it for me. But uh, I'm sure I'll find it at some point. Uh, that's a cool-looking figure. I want to I pair it next to the Bobby Heenan, obviously. And uh, I, I like the new box design more and more. I look at it. I think it's really cool. Um, I think it's yeah, it is cool. It's not as angled as the uh, the series before the most recent one. Um, so and I love the the box art on the side because I, that's how I present mine. I have them sideways. Um, Marco, what's uh what's your level one to ten on desire for this gorilla monsoon? Um, probably a ten. <laughs> I'll, I'll say I'm like a twelve. Nine. Yeah, pro- yeah, because I, I, I mean, I want to round out the, uh, the, the commentary team with, uh, with the uh, Elite Seventy Vince and the, you know, I have, I just got the Bobby Heenan last week, oh, um, yeah. for the, uh, for the fan central body Bobby Heenan. So it's only right you have Gorilla in there as the, uh, to round out the, uh, the trio of uh, the announced team there. So yeah, no, I definitely that's if that's one of the figures 
that I would want to get out of anyone, that that would definitely be the one there. I could do without any anything right now. That that'd be the main one you to got, get. I think. Do you have Mean Gene? That mean Gene, the flashback elite. Yes. Okay. Oh wow, you're just like me. Yeah. This, the whole commentator section now, man. It's you know who we really need next after uh, once we all have this gorilla to our collection? We need a uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh, I was going to say Pettengill. Uh, Ooh, yes. Give me a little Todd, Todd Pettengill, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would get it. Ooh, I, know that I, I would definitely get it. <laughs> you would? Oh. It would oh, just yes. have to be like the corniest like thing. Like, hey! Like, like a... Hey, that takes me back to being 10 years old oh, yeah. on Saturday morning yeah. watching WWF Mania. Mania? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was all over there, man. He was more animated than anybody else I've ever seen on wrestling, man. And like, Yeah, uh, I'm still uh, – but, yeah, we're still – we've been pounding the pavement, hitting targets, and Walmart's looking for Gorilla and Cassius Ono. I was psyched the other day. I went to uh, – so, I, you know, I'm on Pop Finder every day, and I saw our local target. It jumped up by eight on the Elite – um, and all they've had recently is Elite 70, so I thought for sure, okay, this has got to be a fresh set of 71, so I go, I, I'm on my way home from work, I stop at Target, um, I see the case sealed up, still on the pegs, you know, so this is like, you know, ner- wrestling figure Nirvana, I'm about to see this case get cut open, and I just know that uh, the cash zone is going to be right there at the top of it, and, uh, you know, I find a, a nice, helpful employee, they grab the case off, cut it open, Sure enough, another case of Elite 70. First thing I see is Dolph Ziggler's face looking back at me. I'm just like, oh, my God. I've been finding a bunch of Elite 69s in my Target, all of them. I, I had one point I had five ricochets in my car. Uh, I gave a couple to our buddy Kenny in the uh, – well, I didn't give them to him. He bought them for me. For, he's got two two sons that wanted them. Um, he wasn't able to find them, so I found him one for my son, one, two for his son. Uh, I've been holding on to a couple. Uh, I'll probably have one. Um, MOC for myself, but uh, that's a that's a cool figure, and um, I'm, I'm surprised that we're still getting 69 in targets, man. I'm I'm ready to move on. I still haven't seen the new box uh, in any of the targets. I know a lot. I mean, obviously my WalMarts are starting to get the Monsoon series uh, 73 or whatever it is 72. So um, yeah, targets have just been a little behind the behind the game here. But I think I think Monsoon is going to be like Patterson was, where you know kind of trickled out at first, especially this time of year. I mean, I'm assuming over the next couple of weeks you're going to see boxes and boxes and stuff coming to walmart's every time yeah. i talk to an employee that's you know i don't know about you guys but like the entire center aisle when you go to the toy section is just pallets of stuff that they're like they just don't have enough people to fill the shelves i mean one of them told me i've got like 20 pallets in the back we have to unload like oh jesus christ it's gonna it's gonna suck working retail this time of year so i try not to push it too much but uh i'm sure that'll that'll be plentiful hopefully um yeah ona was i had saw that once it's the only time i ever saw it I grabbed it um and uh, that was it. So it's tough, man. I don't know. Uh, we've talked about the distribution problems, but uh, I, I just don't. I'm I'm just surprised that the you know we you just don't see things. It's just crazy. People don't see things at all in their stores, or yeah, or people see it's, a lot it's of so hit or miss too. Because I know like uh, like Sheena actually found uh, Gerald Briscoe twice. Yeah, yeah I remember finding Patterson two or three times. So. Uh, yeah, it's just a luck. You know, and I see people on Twitter just saying they need a Patterson. So it's luck of the draw. But, uh, you know, that's the, the joy of the hunt, man. That's what I always tell people. People that always chirp at me on Twitter, like, I, as I get, that's why I got out of collecting because I don't have any of these exclusives. Like, you know, it's, it is tough, man. It sucks. It you makes know? it fun, though. Yeah. I mean, it makes it, it makes it interesting. And that's like, you know, when I look at my wall of all the, the elites I have, I, know, I remember which store I got each one of them at and what I had to go through and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Worst comes to worst, you can find it on eBay in a couple months for you know close to retail price. So, don't be uh, too impatient out there. Um, 
yeah, but thanks to everybody for for the donations. We appreciate it. Um, again, follow us on social media. We'll be sure to update you of any kind of deals going on uh, through Ringside, through Target, through Twitter, uh, through to uh, Walmart, and uh, and all those different outlets. Let's get on to our random merch of the week. This is usually a Sheena vehicle here, but uh, let's yeah. Let's so see she gave me the link. Um, so for this week, yeah, this is something I've never seen before. I don't really know a lot about it. Um, so this was, it's an, if you guys remember way back SummerSlam 91, remember that, the, the, the tagline on that was the match made in hell, the match made in heaven, which the match made in hell was, um, Hulk Hogan and the ultimate warrior versus, versus Sergeant Slaughter and his goons. And then the match made in heaven was, uh, they just gotten reunited at WrestleMania seven and it was macho man and miss Elizabeth getting married. Um, and somebody on eBay has actually got a, uh, a wedding invitation and RSVP to the wedding that's signed by my macho man and miss Elizabeth that they, uh, they have for sale on here. Um, pretty cool. Have you, have you guys ever seen this before? Never. I didn't even know this existed. This is something they did like a promotional yeah. promotional thing for the pay-per-view. So yeah, I wasn't sure if this was something. I thought it may be something that they like just gave to all the fans at the event, or maybe it was just a prop backstage. But I'm I'm reading the description, so it says that only a few of these were made and were given as a very special prize to the winners of a Toys R Us contest. Oh. Um, the guy says he obtained this one from a lucky winner and kept it securely stored since then. So I I know nothing about this piece of merch. I don't know if uh you know the authenticity of it. I've never heard of. I've never heard that there was a Toys R Us uh, giveaway where they gave out invitations to this. Um, it looks legit. It passes the eyeball test, but I don't know. 4500 4, bucks is what he's asking for this with free shipping, though. So he's going to give you free shipping on this. Bucks. Jeez, yeah, that's man. a that's a lot of money. I, I feel like that's what I would pay for like the Macho Man's like tuxedo from uh, yeah. for, from the wedding. Remember the all white and gold uh, like suit that he had with the cowboy hat? I feel like that's worth forty five. I don't know if an invitation is. It's definitely a cool piece though, and it's something that uh, that I haven't seen before. I'll, I'll make sure we post the uh, the link to this on the the Patreon page on Facebook. Well, forty five hundred yeah, bucks gets you half of a fiend belt, man. You know, you're, ha- you're yeah. almost halfway there. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I was just—I think I said this in the group chat. It's just—it's signed to the uh, that invitation, so it's signed by Elizabeth and Macho Man. Yeah, it is signed by both of them. So and I'd cool. much—I would definitely spend the four thousand because I'm such a Macho Man mark. I would definitely buy that if I had the money. I would not question it. I'm not sure if that changes your mind about me at all, <laughs> guys out there. But I would definitely drop a dime. I would buy that thing. And there's actually <laughs> a—if um, you look on PayPal, you can actually do a. Uh, apply for the PayPal card and do a monthly payments on it. So you can actually, if you do, oh, there you go. It, that, that's what I'm th- actually thinking of doing right now. So uh, don't hate me if I actually go <laughs> and do that. I mean, I mean, it's probably a one of a kind piece, right? I've never seen that before. I didn't even know it existed. So yeah, pretty cool stuff. Good job. Uh, Sheena via Seth, uh, retro wrestling recommendation of the week sponsored by our friends at pro wrestling tees. We chose, Marco chose TLC 2017. Uh, tell me about this event, Marco. Yeah, so um, let me pull it up real quick because I think I just lost it. But um, yeah, so I only picked it because I was I was bouncing back and forth between TLC 2014 and 2015. 2014 because uh, Seth actually said it earlier. You know, Luke Harper was in it, had an intercontinental match with Dolph Ziggler. Uh, ladder match which is really really awesome. Um, but um, this one featured the um, Shield minus Roman Reigns. Um, if you guys remember, uh, 
back in that time. They had there was some like weird sickness went through. Um, and like Bray Wyatt got taken out, Roman Reigns got taken out. I think that was the same card with uh, if I'm looking at it now, with AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Uh, AJ Styles had to, match, right? yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it was the mumps that uh, ran through the locker room. But yeah, literally like the middle of the week before the pay per view. Yeah, so they had to like scurry and uh, so yeah, so I remember AJ Styles. I think he was like in like South America. And he had to like fly. <laughs> like a like a red eye flight to to America and, and do this and have this match. It was a uh, really good match as as well. But um, yeah, so it actually featured um, Kurt Angle as a member of the Shield. Um, it is returned to the to the WWE universe. Um, I only picked it because it was his birthday yesterday, um, and obviously Phil is a huge fan of Kurt Angle, so I figured, you know what, let's let's do a Kurt Angle featured. Retro recommendation of the week. Um, yeah, that was uh, obviously Kurt's first match back after he came back to WWE after his Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, it was uh, pretty pretty cool event. It just goes to show you sometimes WWE is at its best when it goes into crisis mode like that. Um, and that's also a uh, you know a sig- historically significant figure event because we had we you know we had a ringside exclusive of the Kurt and Shield gear, and yep. then the first of the Elite Two packs was uh, from AJ and Finn's match. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, see, that's. That's see how it all like comes together in full circle right there. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, they had uh, so the if you, the match card uh, pretty decent. Uh, you had Sasha Banks and Alicia Fox at the beginning. Um, that was about eleven minutes, which you know it's. I mean, it's, it's obviously she bank statement and Alicia Fox is out. Um, uh, second match was Asuka and who we spoke about earlier, Emma. Um, that, that was, was like Asuka's her. main roster debut, right? Yeah, uh, that was when when Emma was like, "I can beat her. I can take her into undefeated streak." And then like Emma got like five more chances after that and lost every single one of those. Um, that was about nine minutes. That match went. Uh, the next match was I totally forgot. Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan against uh, Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick. That was a tag team match. Um, they only got eight minutes, which I think they should have went a little bit longer because I love all four of those guys. Uh, they're great in-ring workers. Um, next card, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. Uh, that was for the actual uh, the women's the Raw Women's Championship. Um, they, uh, if everyone remembers, Mickey James started off as Alexa Bliss as like accomplice, and you know they obviously turmoil happened, and they be they started feuding and stuff like that. So yeah, that's, that's how that we matched. got the uh, we got the famous term biscuit butt for uh, Alexa. Alexa. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. That's, that's quality content. <laughs> Very quality what a, content. What an insult to call someone biscuit butt, you know? <laughs> that really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you had Enzo winning the uh, the cruiserweight title. You had, we talked about the Finn and AJ match. Jason yep. Jordan winning a and match Elias. over uh, Elias. Yeah, inter- interesting card. But yeah, if you want to recreate this match, you can get that current angle elite on ringside for the low, low price of $3.99. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you can make some little kid real happy. I mean, that was a defining moment uh, for every child's life when you get to see Kurt Angle with that derpy face coming down the steps. Like, <laughs> so excited! Like, if derpy you look up a picture face. of him, like coming down the steps, like uh, Ambrose and Rollins are looking all serious, and you have <laughs> Kurt Angle like looking like <laughs> shit eating grin on his face. Yeah, what I am think, I doing uh, here? I think the tweet I saw that summed it up best, it was like divorced dad's first night back out with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I know uh, when I was running down my figures, I mentioned that, or my figures of the year, I mentioned that I thought the Hardys, uh, the Brood Hardy boys were some of the best ringside exclusive ever. I, are we in agreement that 
Shield Kurt Angle was the worst ever ringside exclusive figure? Uh, I mean, I would say you might you might get that from me, but Phil, he's probably gonna say no. No, it's pretty it's pretty bad. I mean, it's not it's not a moment that uh, I remember very fondly. But uh, see, I like the match, and I was I was I was stoked when I heard that we were getting a. uh, a shield Kurt figure because I'm a huge Mark for anything related to the shield, but it was so lazy. Like they literally just took one yeah. of the old Dean Ambrose and did a head swap. I mean, it was something I could have I, I, I could have made yeah. that figure. Yeah, they didn't do any unique yeah. tooling and like the arms and legs were way too long on it. It was just it it was legit. It was a Dean Ambrose figure with Kurt Angle's head on it. Um yeah, just yeah. Not a fan whatsoever. And that match was a uh it was a three. It was a five on three. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it was just a, it was a wild match. <laughs> like, I think that was the one where Braun Strowman somehow by got thrown into a a trash compactor by his own team. Uh, e. L. Kane. I think Kane threw. Yeah, it, it thing, was. Yeah. Uh, wow. yeah, like I said, that it, it was fun though. You just had you, you had to know go into that match knowing it was just going to be totally ridiculous. Yeah, that was. Engel's first match since 2006, so uh, Oof, pretty pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some worse uh, ringside exclusive uh, elites. I don't know if we should be. So, I mean, they've, they've, the, uh, they've I like the Brian Kendrick good. figure. I thought that was kind of random that that was a ringside exclusive, but I really like that figure. The um, the ECW Matt Hardy that one was kind of oh, weak. Matt yeah. Hardy was the black tank top, but it did come up with the uh, with the updated WWE ECW belt. So. There's at least that. I'm, I'm, if I get a, a new unique championship belt, I, I'm loving an elite. I, I could care less what the figure looks like. And that one is on sale for like four ninety nine on uh, on ringside. So uh, gobble them up. Oh yeah, four ninety nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think outside of those ones that we mentioned, pretty much every other ringside exclusive has been a banger. Like typically, like one of the some of the best figures in Mattel's whole series. For sure. Yeah. Um, all right, that's our retro wrestling recommendation of the week, and uh, let's get into. Uh, I don't think we have any listener mail. I meant to put a post on the Facebook group, but I uh, I didn't because I was too goddamn busy. Um, so uh, we'll ask you guys uh, as we do every single week. Subscribe to our show wherever you listen to us, whether it's iTunes or Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else. Uh, give us a nice review. Check us out on Patreon. Uh, it starts at a dollar a month. All the money goes into. Uh, supporting our show, giveaways, and uh, equipment for us, and uh, lap dances for Marco. So um, make sure you do all that. And um, if you want to support us in other ways, check out our t-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com. Um, I am assuming that we will record a show next week, and it might just be me and Marco. It might be uh, me, Marco, and Seth, or I don't know if Sheena will be uh, will be on t- on two feet. But uh, we will keep you guys updated what uh, what happens with the Phelps fam. Uh, Seth, great job tonight. We wish you all the best over the next couple weeks here with the holidays and a new addition coming to the family. Uh, uh, yeah, you, thank you guys for having me, man. Much no appreciated. Yeah, you're this, super this knowledgeable. You're super knowledgeable. Yeah, awesome. You're great. Yeah, we're super super glad to have you on the show and have a little guys' night here. But uh, she, the Sheenatron five thousand is fired up for uh, for the outro here and. Uh, so next week we will be previewing uh, the entire TLC card. Uh, we'll get into some Christmas memories and, and Christmas kind of preview what we're going to do for Christmas. I guess you can talk about what are you getting Sheena for Christmas? Any, fi- uh, any fig? Um, I mean, you guys don't need any more figs. Goddamn. What are you going to do? She's uh, she's getting a new daughter. 
<laughs> yeah, you gave that to her nine months ago, man. You gotta, you gotta keep. Uh... No, I put it on. I put it on layaway nine months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're gonna, you're gonna have more important things to worry about when, once the baby comes. How many days? Uh, I don't know if you're even allowed to say it, but how many days until you have to be back to work? Like, uh, I got about two weeks, yeah, and then I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll be heading out. Nice. I did want to ask you this question. I don't know if you can answer this either. Uh, number one, have you been on a submarine? And number two, what's it like to be on a submarine? No, I've never actually been on a submarine. Okay. Man. I've uh, yeah, that's something I've avoided. Uh, yeah. You know, like the plague, man. Just because you, you know, I mean, being out on a on a ship, um, you at least still have internet. You know, we still have internet. We still have cable. I can still watch football. Um, I've, I've watched WrestleMania um, out at sea and stuff, but on a sub, like you're like completely uh cut off from the outside world so that is not something that uh, i have any interest in experiencing just the feeling of being underwater in like a, a metal tube would would freak the hell out of me so yeah I'm, I'm the same way uh i would not be down for that but uh cool man uh so thank you guys for listening appreciate it be sure to give us a nice review thank you seth for joining us we will be back here next week to preview tlc 2019 anyway uh Thanks for listening, and uh, stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you soon. Me, personally, I just feel like it's it's stupid. Ugh. She had that shit in her mouth the whole time. Lacey Evans bought her. Oh!